What's up, guys? It's me, Chris, the host of Two and a Half Brothers. Thank you for listening. I just thought I'd take this moment to ask you guys to please go leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, email us your questions, your suggestions, your opinions at twoandahalfbrotherspod at gmail.com. Also, follow us on all social media outlets, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Two and a Half Brothers. And now, enjoy the show. talk you ready to talk a couple times yeah i'm not ready you're not ready okay i'm ready you ready i'm ready wait no thank you for listening to two and a half brothers i'm chris and i'm big dick rick <laughs> What's eric's your... off today big dick rick is filling in i'm eric and i'm alex that was a bad way to start, And man. today is a very special episode. Very special. Guess what? It's The Office versus Parks and Rec. Don't, don't show down. Because um, anyone who's competent and listens to our podcast knows that The Office is better than Parks and Rec. Okay, but that's what this whole episode is about, right? Your ignorance right now is astonishing. Is it? You slut. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We are going to debate the hell out of this. Office versus Parks now, and Rec. Let's, which really is called Parks and Recreation. Let's, let's, and let's Rec. agree to some ground rules. One, no hitting. No hitting. Two, home before lunch. Chris, you're a shit face person and you're wrong. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. That's the only other rule. <laughs> nope. <laughs> anyway. That Chris is a poorly worded insult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I try to be clever only, once again. That's the only other rule. No, no, no. But I mean, uh, I, I think this will be a healthy spirited debate. Well, here's the deal. We both <clears throat> love these shows. These yes. They're both great. Comedy classics. Can we just start off by they thanking both of them? Amazing shows. Yes. Some of the best shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just... The other day said, "Hey, do you like Parks and Rec? Hey, do you like the office? Which one's better?" And some <gasps> answers scared us. The answers were like, "What? What? What?" So we yeah. thought, "Let's let's bring this to the podcast. Yeah, let's bring this to the people. Let's settle this once and for all." Is what we said. Which is better, Parks and Rec or The Office? All right. So what we're gonna do here? We're let's let's start with some office. Let's talk about each show. Let's give a little background, a little love to each show, and then Please. at the end we're gonna have a, a little trial. Please. Which one's better? Let's start with the office, because the office was first. The office was first. The office was first. Let's go with the office. Not the British British. I know, version, I think it's interesting that we have to lay that track down that we are talking about the U.S. version. The American the version. The U.S. does it better. Have you guys ever seen the British version? Yes. What do you think? Not good. I, I watched it too, and, and it, it's very British, like, humor-wise. So, like, I'm sure, 
Like, I could probably see why it was such a hit uh-huh. and wanted to be adapted for the U.S., but I couldn't get into it, really. But I did see it after the original. I think office, that's, so I think that's, that's part of the problem. Is, that's part of the problem. Yeah. Is if you see it after, then you're comparing. You definitely are. And yeah. I think Michael Scott is better than whatever Ricky David Jim- Wentz or whatever yeah, his name David is. Yeah, David Bennett. Bennett? What, it doesn't matter. No, nah, I'm not even. But I think he's better. Yes. So, Yeah. Yeah, I like sorry, American Ricky. Version. Yeah, sorry, Gervais. But thank you, Ricky, for providing such a great show. Pretty to much be laid, uh, you know, the foundation. Well, for. and he's respond. I mean, he helped adapt it for American yeah. television and was uh, an executive producer and all yeah. that. So, I mean, he has a big footprint in the uh, in the Office American mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. American version. So let's go to the Office. Why do we love the Office? What's so great about this Office show? <sighs> you know. I think the biggest thing for me for The Office is just how it it, it takes characters that, it, mostly Mike, Michael Scott, but even several of the others, who by all intents and purposes you should just loathe, but yet brings just such an endearing charm to them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Michael's just such a terrible person, sort of, but yet at the same time you just love him and you would like to almost be his friend in a weird way. And it's just so endearing, and you can't help but just appreciate him. And 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 I can't even tell you how many times I have rewatched The Office, just oh, over I've and over and over again. So many times I've watched it so many times. And see, for us, I think our little family, The Office was one of the first shows and one of the only shows where, when it came on, we had to watch it every Thursday. Yeah, mm-hmm. it came out, and this was like, whoa, yep. this show is amazing. We have, to, and so every Thursday we would gather as a family. I don't know if mom did, but we all would watch it. It was like our little gathering. I didn't watch The Office. Maybe I, you didn't. Maybe you're too. I young. didn't watch the first. Yeah. So so started March twenty fourth, two thousand five. Ended May sixteenth. 2013 2005 wow yeah so those were my developmental years yeah huge years for me i remember you had requested them for christmas yes santa brought them yeah i did like season three and four mm-hmm. and i watched a few episodes of season three and i went this is awesome yeah. so i went back because you had the other dvds and watched it and i think that's why it hit so close to home for me is because i was watching these relationships of these people yeah. that i was comparing to my own life like the Pam and Jim thing, uh-huh. the most truest, most pure form of love I think I've ever seen on television. Can I? I'll I'll put it out there right now. I think the Pam and Jim love story is the greatest love story on TV history. I will put my name on that. I would be willing they to do put it my name so on that. perfectly. I, I wouldn't. But you, fuck. Why? No, no. We'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry. <laughs> Why? I'm gonna kill you. Sorry, Remember this is this is the one? point of this is the point of yeah this is the point of the show because you just but, broke rule number two. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that I think um, for for me a big reason why it was so awesome is because it did start so long ago and it ran for so long. Yeah, that I grew with the show. Yeah, it grew up with me. I relied on it. It helped me get through some things, and I think. I mean, there's multiple reasons we can kind of go into why it's the better show. But I know, I know. But I think, again, one of those reasons being the Pam and Jim love story. Yeah. You can't ignore. And if we're jumping right into it, the mockumentary format. That's what. Uh, that's great. It's something you hadn't really seen, Mm-mm. at least on TV. We had seen like Spinal Tap and a few of... Uh, Blair Witch. Like, yeah, a few of the... <laughs> 
I guess. But <laughs> but all of a sudden, there's this mockumentary, and it's about everyday work. It, what's so great is it's so relatable because it's just about a workplace environment, yeah. your average workplace. And everybody's company. had those insane employees or bosses that you mm-hmm. just don't get along with or you think are crazy or not. You know, like, yeah, even if you never work like in an office setting, that you still can relate at a lot of the situations or you yeah. know the, the what's going on in the lives of these people and the fact that it's at a paper company is great too it's not sexy or exciting in any way it's freaking no. paper what, what i love just the first thing that i love with it being the paper company i like the storylines that follow it how it is this declining company and everything they have to deal with with mergers and going in bankruptcy and stocks and and just everything like when michael has to go to the uh uh to what's the guy what's the damn it i'm blanking on the name but when he has to go give that presentation with the ryan yeah ryan's in school yeah and he's like giving the paper presentation and he's like write that down and everybody types on their computer yeah like just showing how irrelevant (laughs) paper is becoming yep and i just love the that it's not just showing everyday work stuff. There's actually storylines and real world stuff going on. Absolutely. And to, and the humor is so quick witted and just so funny. Like they, they make these characters that are just so, you know, over the top weird, but yet again, super relatable. Um, you know, cause like you have, Jim is kind of the everyday man, and then he's but then his you know desk mate Dwight is like that guy who's just so weird and Dwight, just one of the great characters. Dwight's of all hysterical. Time. How but, can you compare Dwight to anyone? But but I'm saying he, uh, he's a standalone. Just, you just have, but we can all relate to having had Absolutely. somebody who just annoyed us and thought they were the best thing ever, and like all of those characters are just so relatable that it's mm-hmm. just great. I mean, you can't help but love it, and I mean, and I and I. And and again, uh, it's a show too where I'm always surprised at no matter how many times I watch it, even though when I know the big jokes are coming or the ones that I just know, they A, still make me laugh or B, I'll find or see something else or hear something else that's just that I never noticed before. One of my greatest, one of the greatest moments is Michael is in the kitchen and he goes and he gets a diet soda out of the kitchen. Splendid. And then, no, he gets actual sugar and puts sugar in the soda, his diet soda for no, and he doesn't acknowledge it. They don't say anything about it. But if you just watch, that's what he does. And you're just like, what the hell is that? But some, there's just little things like that that make it so brilliant. Now, one thing that I think everyone has to get past is the hump that is cringe comedy. Oh my gosh. It is so cringe worthy. Because yeah. the first two seasons are especially cringy. They're but I like cringy. But here's the thing. I perf- I like that cringe comedy. Yeah. I love I embrace it. Yeah. The cringier the better for me. Really? But I understand why people don't really Yeah. I seek get that out. Yeah. Because most people that I talk to that watch The Office or have seen The Office, uh my wife's uh father for example mm-hmm. we were out to dinner the other night and he said i had to watch the first season like three times before i could get past it because it was just too much yeah he would watch the first episode and go not for me yeah watch the second episode go not for me third episode and be like oh, it's kind of funny i'll give it a try he had to like really try to watch it and get through it but i think that's why the office is so good is because it evokes emotion you're supposed to not like this character which makes this character being michael scott thank you which makes it more beautiful in the end yeah well see i think i think that's where they did a really good job is if you go watch the first season 
the cringiness almost comes across a little mean spirited a little bit yeah but they end they they they've developed or figured out this really brilliant fine line where it's cringy but there's so much heart behind it in a mm-hmm. lot of instances where you sort of are able to see okay yes this is horrible to watch but you know michael in the end is coming from like a good place or like he has a good heart or he's just ignorant you know he like he doesn't get it so you can't like hate him he's not doing mm-hmm. it out of a, a meanness so like they figured out how to not make it mean-spirited and so you are so excited when especially when something good comes from it or something you know nice happens the episode that did that was pam's art show that's the best oh my gosh that might be the best that that is the highlight yeah of the show pam has an art show invites everyone everyone from the only person to show up is her boyfriend who's obligated yep and at the time being roy Mm -hmm. right with his brother yeah okay uh, they go to the art show. They don't get it. They're uh, just there to support. They just sort of say the things they're supposed to say, but yeah. don't really mean it by any means. Your art is the most beautiful of all the art. And then right after, the thing <laughs> that bugs me too is he says that, and then the next thing is she, she she's like, I think I'm going to go home. He goes, to my place. Like it transitions right into, yeah, I'm just thinking about sex. You know what I mean? You can just tell. exactly. This guy doesn't care. He's not good. Yeah. And, and, and then who shows up? At the very end, as she starts to take down the paintings, who shows up? Who's the white knight? Michael Gary Scott. Mm -hmm. Michael Gary Scott. And he just loves, and he wants, and he buys. And he buys Pam's art. And he goes, my God, these could be tracings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just watched this episode like two days ago. And here's Uh the thing. And here's what's beautiful about The Office is it'll have these moments that that really are sweet and emotional and then they're immediately capped by something hilarious yep i it's like almost like uh, everybody loves raymond everybody loves raymond is amazing at that mm. but the office is what i kind of like recall yeah is these moments of pure emotion pure thought provoking love between characters yeah. and then something hilarious happens where they're hugging and she goes michael is there something, is there something in your pocket <laughs> and, and he says, goes chunky and she looks and like what are you talking about and he pulls out a candy bar because he had just been presenting to ryan's class and he was throwing candy candy at him yeah he was tossing candy like they were a bunch of kindergartners what's so great though again about the show is it like is this it's like the story of underdogs like again with this recession that's going on or whatever and they're they're failing company but then mm-hmm. they'll find a way to somehow come on top or like michael's the same way where like he's just always down and things aren't going well and he just keeps making a fool of himself then something happens where mm-hmm. he gets elevated and you're just so glad to see him you know recognize and finally get a win yep. and that happens like almost all the characters at some point some it's of so my great. favorite things about the office and especially michael scott is you look at him you go there's no way he could be a boss and you like how is he a boss over anybody so unqualified and then in the real world i've i've seen bosses and co-workers that go oh that's no, kind of accurate but what i like though is when michael comes through some of my favorite moments is when he like steps up like when they go to that uh paper conference thing and he's able to sign that one big client yeah and yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. one that does that or i love 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 when he creates the michael uh scott paper company mm-hmm. and it's the buyout and he goes to meet with the head brass of dunder mifflin 
and you just know he's going to blow it. Yeah. You just know he's going to mess up, and he's freaking out. He's going to mess up, and he just destroys. If I could, Gunder Mifflin. If I think the the if I could love my job like Michael loves selling paper, I'd give anything to have a love like that for like how he truly loves what he does, and it's incredible. And now I don't know if his motivations are always correct because he often seems like he wants to be a boss just so he can have friends or something like that, right? But he true, and not only does he love it, he knows it. He knows the hell out of it, so he can sell paper like nobody's business. And it is, it's cool when you again get to see Michael just like kick ass which is so rare because that's just not the kind of person or character he is but yeah every once in a while he gets these moments that are just like the knight in shining armor and it's so good it's so endearing in that way and you just want to root for him you want to root for all of them because again they make them relatable they make them funny they make them sad they make them just mm -hmm. charming like in every instance and they do that and that's one thing that's that I again this is the office yeah this is Parks and Rec they do that for every character yeah. They do that for every character. Except Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's a dick all the way through. Here's my one. If I could Kinda, if I could get yeah. rid of a character. <laughs> I'll never say it. Out I, of yeah. all those characters, I think Ryan is the most useless. He's the least funny. Yeah. He doesn't contribute a lot. He's a setup for other people. Yeah. But I feel like you could get rid of BJ Novak. I don't think you can. I, th I He's a big setup for uh, Michael's infatuation with him in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. He's uh, uh, no he's, rival for Dwight. Not you even know? In the beginning. His infatuation with Ryan goes throughout the entire show because even when he proposes to Holly, you know, eventually, and he's walking through all of them, and they're all saying, "Will you marry me?" And it gets to Ryan, and Ryan's Hollywood marry me, and he Holly says no. He goes. The only one I was a little worried about. And you can tell he genuinely was worried she might say yes to Ryan because he thinks he's so I know, great. But, I mean, but the reason... Oh, man. But he wasn't a producer and a writer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Show, and a so. great writer. He's written some great episodes if you for look, them. No, so if you look whenever it says written by... Some of the best episodes are written by BJ Novak, who plays Ryan. Kelly. Mindy Cowling, who plays Kelly. And Toby. And Toby. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, can we just talk about michael scott's hate for toby that oh that's so, probably my favorite so hysterical thing throughout the entire series just his hate for toby just thinks he's the worst for no good reason no good reason just thinks he's the absolute worst and not does he just think he's the worst he says the most mean spirited so, things so i got some so my three of my favorite are like when he's uh, he's talking to him and he goes I hate so much about the things you choose to be. Uh -huh. Like that just to me is just hilarious. I love when they're all staying late and Michael's making them stay for something and Toby says, Michael, we want to go home. And he goes, well, you don't even have anyone to go home to. Yeah, because Toby's, <laughs> Toby's divorced. divorced. Yeah. Toby's divorced. <laughs> but then my favorite one, uh, Michael's, it's on a later season. It might even be season seven. But... Michael's going off and he said, if I had a gun with two bullets and was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, he just hates him so Just much. thinks he's the worst and just has no I know. desire. And Toby it, just takes it. That's what I like, love about Toby. Yeah. I love Toby. And I even love that Toby, like, there's that one episode where he has to kind of counsel Michael and he starts counseling him like you would counsel a, a kid to get him to open up like they're playing a little game uh -huh. and like michael starts to open up to him a little bit before he eventually realizes what's going on and freaks out again but 
I just love that Toby Michael. It's a great dynamic, and just yeah. just, just so fun. And and he had never acted before that. Like, no, he he just got. Thing. Yeah, I think he. It was one of those Han Solo moments where he just like they said, "Hey, just read, just read for the part." And so he did, and they're like, "Oh well, you're Toby, man. You just yeah. have to be." So 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 okay. Back to mockumentary format. Fantastic. I think there's no dead weight in the office. Have you not seen seasons Shh. eight, nine, and ten, or whatever? Are we debating yet? No. I, I think, think there's you, no dead weight. I, no, I think you have to acknowledge the fact that the show once once Steve Carell decided to leave, which is halfway through like season seven, it's the a, show no, took the end of season such seven. a nosedive in it's quality. The end of season seven. Such a nosedive. No. I can't stand what they did to several of the characters or some that British chick they bring in. So here's the deal. Oh. Tacos. <laughs> here's oh. the deal. I can't totally blame the office for this because yes, it gets not good. Um, but that's more, I think, NBC gone. We, because at the time, NBC was really suffering. Like, they had no hits. Office was their one kind of hit. Yeah. And Office was never even that huge. Office was kind of like, no, what it the really cool got its fandom later in life on Netflix. Yeah. But I think, um, um, NBC said, no, you just got to hang on. And so they produced a couple seasons shouldn't have existed. Yeah. It should have ended with Michael leaving. Because Michael really, was the show. Yeah. Every, every character around him is great. Jim and Pam are great. He's the son to the Office universe. Everything revolved around yes. him. And you could even argue that he's not... You could put Jim and Pam, at least for the first three seasons, are the central storyline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're it. It's their love story. It's their awesomeness that you're watching. And Michael's just the, the ringleader. Yeah. But then it is more about Michael overall. But... So when he leaves, it just it created a vacuum of suck. Yes. I liked it because then it could explore other characters that really haven't had the, the character development that, that it needed. No. I, yes. But I think Again, they I developed, how... like they became caricatures of themselves. They were no longer, they were no longer just realistic. And, and yes, a certain care, and I don't know how much this goes into the debate, but they dramatically changed some of the characters to where I was actively rooting against them. And I've never done that. Like Andy in particular, Andy became the same character. underdog story. No, he became the most disliked. Do you not remember the last scene? Unlikable person in the entire show. He was such and a horrible. Kevin, at least they Kevin, they make, the mockumentary. That's more realistic. Kevin, they make him so dumb. Like Kevin's dumb, but they made him just like goofy dumb. Yeah, fine. That's but it. we're that's not talking. We're not going to debate it yet. Let's talk we're about just, the greatness. We're, what are, we're just letting you know that I, I in my opinion, they're just talking about overall. What are your overall. favorite side characters? What are some of the Moe's. Moe's is so Moe's great. is the best side character. And Moe's is the creator of, of the show. Yeah. Michael Schur is his name. He's yes. the one who helped develop mm -hmm. it for whatever and also developed the future one. We'll talk about because Parks and Rec. Because he's like, never, he's, he's so preposterous and so absurd yeah. that they play him perfectly. Yeah. They only introduce him a few times and when they do, it makes it that sweet, that much more sweet and that much more special. Yeah. Because if he was in the show all the time, it'd be kind of annoying mm -hmm. but they play him so show. perfectly as dwight's awkward cousin yeah who in fact they were even going to spin off the dwight I'm and so call like the didn't. farm or something like that but i think they got that same realization of oh when it's all of this all the time it's not it's that not good. funny so they didn't go that direction because it's so preposterous yeah. but i think mose is my favorite side mose is pretty great of all time yeah. he's fantastic yeah i love i don't know that i would i like this character but the relationship and just the interactions between Jan and Michael 
is so so fantastic when those two are together they are literally just fire and ice like they should not belong together in any way but they are and it's so funny to watch they're arguably the best episode of the office ever which one there's two there's Mm -hmm. two up for debate there's the dinner party i love the dinner party so much The dinner party is so good and it's always good yeah and then you have the one where stanley gets a heart attack no that's so good too (laughs) both are arguably mm -hmm. the best i don't know which one's better and i i do almost like go back to the business school episode being so good though because it has so many elements of the comedy then also the cringe and the, and drama the heart in, in the heart yeah. that it nails all three of those and that and, and not I don't, so I don't know if that's the best episode but that's such an epitome of like what the office does so well is all because in that same episode there's a bat that's loose in the office and oh, yeah. uh, you know and, and Dwight has to be a vampire you know wants to oh, catch and it Jim's, and Jim and Jim pretends to be a vampire, vampire. And Dwight's got, buying into it and Dwight's <laughs> buying into it like they play that angle so well that you oh I love it I love the beach games episode where Michael's testing to see who was going to become the next manager and just how just his whole method of determining who should be the manager is so dumb and terrible, but it's so good. So it's hard to say what the best episodes are, but yeah, that definitely dinner party might. Some of the Dundee's episodes comedy. are good oh, too. Dundee, yeah. The first Dundee's mm-hmm. where Pam wins white sneakers award. Yeah. And she kisses Jim <gasps> and he loves it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so sweet. And yeah. she, Oh, it's so good. The booze cruise episode, the, the booze injury cruise. when he burns his foot on the George Foreman. That might grill. be one of the better ones. That's I have a protuberance a one. A protru- on my elbow. On my elbow. <laughs> so good. Oh, so my I, gosh. I would put if I had to make a ra- Mount Rushmore of episodes. Yeah. This is what I would do. I would stress relief is the name of that episode, and that's a two parter. It's a two parter. Right? So stress relief is the one where one, Stanley though. has the heart attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stress relief. There's. At least has my favorite scene when they're with the with the mannequin. Yeah, that's such a good scene. That's so great. It's and they beautiful. start doing staying alive and everyone starts dancing. That is yeah. hilarious. And then Dwight cuts the face off the mannequin. <laughs> yeah. Puts it on Hello, his face. face. Yeah. And then they have to talk to uh Yeah, yeah it I, goes right back to him meeting with the yeah, the the up, upper people, I guess. So yeah, then I have the dinner party, dinner which would be what we talked amazing. about, which is just some of the most cringe worthy, awkward. Yeah. Ooh, when they're fighting in front of everybody. Uh, but ooh. my favorite on that whole thing though is that Michael one of Michael's favorite jokes throughout the entire series is to say that's what she said that's what she said and even in their argument yeah, like, hardly said. my first he still has to just comment the joke that's what she said uh, the injury which would yeah so good his foot on the George Foreman because that's just such an outlandish how does anyone think of that like the whole his whoever wrote that speech he's giving about why like excuse me i like the smell of bacon so i wake up but yeah bacon, go back to sleep so i can <laughs> like that whole thing that might just be hilarious. steve carell and it might be but that's just hilarious to burn your foot in a george foreman just to even <laughs> think of that is hilarious yeah. and then i really like the gay witch hunt that one's really great too. Oh, they... <laughs> it, because here's the thing it was before now i'm trying i'm not gonna go too political thank you but it was before Bull idiot outrage culture Right, so yep. they could say a lot. Yeah, well, there's the, the opening. One of the opening scenes is them is is Toby explaining to Michael 
that what you said was offensive. The words you were using were offensive because Oscar is, in fact, a homosexual. Yeah. And, then, and Michael's even like, okay, Toby, cross the line. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a homosexual. He's like, no, he... No, he literally loves other men. And it like, <laughs> yeah. dawns on that him. That goes to his whole, like, sweet, like, he doesn't get, like, yeah. that. Because I think we grew up in that where you could say faggy. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not being, like, like You're bad. quoting. I'm quoting. So, because he says that he's being faggy. And we grew up with that. That wasn't offensive, nope. quote, unquote, offensive when we were growing up. And I think that's still Michael's. What was the big deal? Like he doesn't get it. It rings it. true because and, in, the, in the same thing he goes, true. it's poor taste. Like to call, I wouldn't call a gay guy faggy. That's in poor taste. Like if I wouldn't call, I wouldn't someone call who my is friends retarded a retard. Like I call my friends retarded when they're acting retarded. <laughs> yeah, you know? I call my friends retards when they're acting retarded. Yeah, <laughs> and and it, but you're right. It rings true, and I think that's a big reason why it might be so popular today. Mm-hmm. Is because. It's not a, it wasn't afraid to push those boundaries. But like Parks and Records. But it did so <laughs> but it did such a good job though, again, of like never once was it mean spirited. Michael never said anything because trying to be a jerk. He except like, to Toby. He, it, except to Toby, but he never would call Toby that if if you know what I mean. Like he was just uh. I don't think he would, because he knows like that's not a, so I think Again, it's just that endearingness to Michael that it's like, yes, he might be offensive, but he's never trying to be offensive, you know, and he's yes. never has the intent to make anybody feel bad except for Toby. I'm just saying, I think each character gets their 15 minutes and gets gets context and development. Yeah. I think each character in the series has a good finale and has a good comeback story because I think each goes through their own trial and error. I, I just think that uh, once you get to a certain mm-hmm. point in the mm-hmm. series, it just starts going downhill, especially with making them caricatures. At one point, Angela cleans her cat by licking the fur off it. And you're like, that's just so not like that, that takes the <laughs> idea. So of funny. You take the idea of this woman who's just a crazy cat lady and you literally make her a cat lady. And I'm like. That's not what made her so funny and so relatable. That's not something that all of a sudden... And then later she coughs up a furball. And you're like, come on. That's pretty funny. No. That's funny. I'm sorry. That was not funny That's to me. That's just funny. not funny at all. I go, okay. oh no. my God. No. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. So, so The Office. The Office. The reason I love it so much, I grew up with it. Started in 2005 and 2013. Huge developmental years for me. Yeah. Love a lot of the characters. Related yeah. to a lot of the characters. Okay, and I think it wasn't afraid to push the envelope, which is why again it's so good. It it's is not. It is just amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. The love story between Jim and Pam is untouchable. Yeah. It is untouchable in comparison to other shows, yeah. which will remain nameless and for about the next fifteen seconds. Okay, so Office, I think we can all agree is great. great. We'll get into some of its flaws of both the shows in just a little bit. Okay. So let's give some love to the Parks and Rec. I can't. Parks yes, and Rec. Can. Parks and Rec. So what's interesting about Parks and Rec is same guy who developed uh, uh, The Office, then develops Parks and Rec, which originally I think was supposed to be kind of a spinoff. Um, there was a character who was going to be from The Office who left like season three or four, I can't remember, was supposed to kind of make the transition over to Parks and Rec, but then they just sort of thought, ah, well, let's just sort of develop it into its own thing, still using, oddly enough, the mockumentary format. However, 
there is no reason for it to be a mockumentary because there's they never give a reason as to why these people yeah, are being filmed. Kind of, kind of. my qualms. It just never goes anywhere, means anything, but it allows for c- comedic moments. I mean, that's why they do it. But uh, but it's all just about the again almost the same idea of the office it's a mundane inner workings of the parks and recreation department of in, a, in the fictional town of pawnee, of Indiana, pawnee yeah which is just the worst town that's one of the aspects why i love it so much is the office is great and it's set in scranton but scranton really has almost nothing to do with the show pawnee itself becomes this own kind of character and it's so ludicrous with why the people, you know, the people there are just, I think they're fourth, they're the most fourth obese city in all of the yes, U.S. and they have like the second biggest diabetes rate. Uh-huh. And they're just, everything about them is just awful. And I, I just like, one of my favorite things that ever just to, to describe any of the characters there. Uh, or that the the city of Pawnee is when they're having a town forum and it's about whether they should add tax to soda. <laughs> character stands up and says, "If sugar's so bad for me, why did God make it taste so good?" <laughs> He's like so serious asking that question, and it's just such a it's just such a great example of why Pawnee is just ridiculous, but so so great. Pawnee uh, focuses on Leslie Nope, yeah. the most good hearted, nope. get go getting. A part government worker that there ever was. She loves her town so much, wants to be the best Parks and Rec employee ever. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it focuses on her. She's the main uh, focus. And it just follows her and all of her characters around her, including her boss. Yeah. Uh, Ron Swanson, who may be one of the greatest characters in the history of characters. He is, if you've ever thought of a man, he is a man he's like more than john wayne you know he's just everything you could think of as what a man means it's him i love ron swanson ron swanson is hysterical and but every character gets their same moments whether it's tom haverford or jean ralphio uh friggin uh what's her what's the one lady's name the big black one I can't even remember her name anymore. That's well, sad. But either way, uh, every character just has these great, huge personalities that just play into being in this city and governmental job. It's so great. And great Ann Perkins, uh, who is the nurse and best friend of Leslie Nope. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. I love it. And then you get, oddly enough, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, 80s heartthrob. Rob Lowe shows Who's up. He's aged like fine wine. Oh my gosh, he's so good Never looking. Never seen a better looking 50-year-old guy. Oh my gosh. It's unfair. And he just plays this, you know, health nut kind of obsessed guy, but who's so positive. He's the so most great. positive person and ever. And he's so fantastic at it. And yeah, he just, but he just it looks amazing. So go Rob Lowe. And it's just funny too. So I love that. I love that, uh, you know, you get these weird kind of, just again, sort of, random characters that pop up like uh purred happily so here's what i love uh, about parks and rec you have your core but then you have all these great side characters yeah. that are almost never just a one-off they continue to pop up throughout the show yeah so like you said purred happily i love purred happily more than almost any character he is so funny and he's the most aloof tv reporter mm-hmm. he's just such an idiot um Joan Calamezzo, who is this like drunken, sex crazed. How some Pawnee has their own television network. I know. A city that's probably roughly 50,000 people just by the size of it, but they have their own TV network with their own TV show. They, they're, they're the greatest thing that ever came out of Pawnee was a little tiny horse named Lil, Lil Sebastian, Sebastian who Lil has Sebastian. a doctorate from like Yale <laughs> like, and they just think he's the greatest thing that's love ever it. happened. So I love Councilman Jam. 
I love uh, Barney the Accountant. Uh huh. Ben Wyatt, who is Leslie Knope's love interest. And Ben Wyatt is the audience. Ben Wyatt's a guy who moves from some city into Pawnee and everything that goes on, he always just looks at the camera like, the hell is this? Yeah, he's, <laughs> like, he is the audience. He's the he outsider. Just, Everyone uh-huh. in Pawnee gets it and they're so and Pawnee is. Yeah. centric and he looks from the outside like, this is the dumbest city in the world. Yeah, like this is what real. the hell is going on? Uh-huh. And I just love him. Adam Scott's amazing. Adam Scott's Adam so Scott's funny. Everything that he usually does. he uh, plays a dick, but in this he's like the good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. And he uh, and what's funny is he was he was only going to be a one off like boyfriend for Leslie Nope, but they loved their chemistry and just their storyline so much. Like nope, we got to just keep him in and let them be an item. And that was Andy Bernard, by the way, too. They weren't sure if he was going to come back after anger management. Yeah, well, he shouldn't have because he sucked. No, he rules. I was going to say really bad, but <laughs> but I, I love. I also love Sam Elliott's character, the other Ron, uh huh, who's yeah. also Ron. Yeah, because Ron, the other Ron, Sam Elliott, he comes in after Eagleton, which is Pawnee's rival city. Yeah, and Pawnee have to merge into one city. Yep, because Eagleton is overspent. They're like the most rich, ridiculous. Like they all drink just Evian water. Like it's so <laughs> stupid, but. You think he's exactly like Ron Swanson. They both have a mustache. And Sam Elliott's like the... He's like the man's man. He always plays like a cowboy, mm-hmm. rough guy. And then you learn that he's like a vegan and he's... Only, he wears like Birkenstock he wears sandals. Birkenstock. Yeah. And he's has all these like... this yoga philosophy and ron just hates him ron just and he keeps popping it. up and ron just hates him Can't so much stand him. Mm-hmm. but at the same time too the other best character who pops up is tammy swanson ron's second wife who's a sex crazed demon woman so played by funny. played by uh, nick offerman's actual, actual wife, wife. Megan and they and when ron gets when ron gets around her all of who he is just goes out the window. She has where... this control about him. One of my yes. favorite things is that first episode, maybe it's the second episode she shows up in, and they get remarried. Mm-hmm. And Ron all of a sudden has corner, like it cuts to the next day. Yeah. And Ron, who has like this perfectly coiffed hair, kimono. he has a kimono, he has uh, cornrows. cornrows. And that's not ridiculous to you. And then nope. his mustache, his mustache. Uh, is rubbed off in the middle and they're like, what happened to your mustache <laughs> rubbed off from friction yeah it's hysterical <laughs> oh it's so ridiculous oh but ron swanson let's but they all just love their town is the funny thing like they all just think for some reason that that pawnee is this great place and they're all so endearing but then the other two that we haven't we failed to mention that are also fantastic is april ludgate who is this dark just sort of depressed teenager but she's just kind of whatever but truly has a heart of gold and then her husband played by mr chris Chris pratt Pratt. where he came out you know that's where he came from and plays her lovable goofball husband andy dwyer and their little romance was so sweet too and she loved him and he didn't and then he does and she doesn't and stuff like that it's so great but yeah, seeing Chris Pratt kind of go from that to becoming Zero to hero. Oh man, he just You've, blew he, up. He was he? a big reason I watched him. Him and Aziz Ansari, Tom Haverford. Aziz Ansari, so good. are the biggest oh, reasons man. I continued to watch the show for as long as I did is because their characters, yeah, a lot of times had either those one-off episodes or those one-off lines that just kept me. I think it's funny too. Intrigued, much like uh, the like the first season of the office the first kind of like season of parks like the characters weren't quite what you wanted them to be they mm-hmm. weren't like like even tom harford was a little bit not as likable 
but then they they i don't know what this writer how he you know i don't know how they get to these characters to then become just so lovable even despite all of their failings you know and mm-hmm. it, it, and you just want to see them succeed and you like them even when they're not making the best decisions or whatever you know oh man yeah, but i it's just i love the show and i think why it's different from the office is the office all the goings on are around the uh, Michael Scott, like he's the the central and everything's the going around him. Yeah, and then I think he's the center. Where I think Leslie Nope doesn't so much carry the weight; like she's the ongoing story, but it's the characters around her that are so great. They all become such central figures. It's true. Whereas, whereas the office has the office has more than just one, but it's like they're almost like tiered. It's like you know, Michael, Jim, Pam is like A team. Then B team is like I don't know, Ryan and Dwight. Dwight, and then C team. You know what I mean? Whereas Parks and Rec, it feels like it starts with just Leslie kind of being A team and everyone else, but then by the end, everybody's A team. Everybody is just this focal point of the show. And I think, I think Ron Swanson. I, I don't know if he's. So he's a better second character than any other second character I think on so. the office. Absolutely. And Ron Swanson is maybe the most quote one of the most quotable. Mm-hmm. And I have some of my favorite Ron Swanson quotes. Blame on us. So Ron Swanson talking about lying says the only thing I hate more than lying is skim milk, which is just water that's lying about being milk. <laughs> yeah. And he says fishing relaxes me. It's like yoga, except I still get to kill something. <laughs> And then when little Sebastian dies, he said, I've only cried twice in my life. Once, when I was seven, got hit by a bus. And then again, when I heard that little Sebastian had passed. Now, see, my favorite, when little Sebastian the horse dies, he says, I was walking into work today, and I saw the flag was at half mast, and I thought, all right, another or another bureaucrat ate it. Then I found out it was little Sebastian. <laughs> that flag shouldn't be a half mast. <laughs> that flag should be lower than half mast. So some gall darn respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like for some reason he thinks a little horse. And this is some advice he gives that I use per in my personal life when he says when people get too chummy with me, I like to call them by the wrong name to let them know I don't really care about them. Mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. I've, I've done <laughs> Thanks, that in Carol. work situations where I just kind of call them by the wrong name and they're yeah. oh whatever. Says I don't care. Oh my gosh, I I love it just so so much, and I just never there is not, and and there's just never any not a single episode that ever just makes me like "Ah, i don't want to watch this one or "Eh, this one isn't any good like each episode i am just all on board for what i really love too i love the ongoing jokes Mm -hmm. they have jokes that are carried through the entire show for instance like uh ben working for and then quitting the accounting job and but he keeps somehow finding his way back and he finds his way back and they're so excited that he's working there and then he has to ah sorry yeah i have to quit or ben and his calzones ben and the calzones is this joke the whole time for seven seasons joke about him loving calzones i love how they keep getting jerry's name wrong Uh because his real name's gary uh, yeah, his real name's Gary. Gary, but they I start calling that. him Jerry. I love it. They eventually it. call him Larry and then Terry. Uh-huh. Like, it just is wrong. And I also love Larry, Gary Gurgich. He's, like, has the best life. Mm-hmm. He lives in this great house. He has a steady a government job. He has an amazing, beautiful wife, three beautiful kids. He's great at everything he does. And everyone Like, he's a master him. painter. He it keeps showing these. He can play the piano, like... He develops nuclear, like... 
sustainable energy at one point and yet they just hate him and mock him and yeah. he just takes it's like oh yeah you're they right are, but he just thinks he, yeah it's just oh it is what it is i love yeah, gary gergich gary's the absolute best so the the parks and rec i just uh i just think it is just so good and we can it's start good. heading towards the debate but the one thing about parks and rec that the office doesn't have is no 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 no. but the the thing that i love about the office is that or excuse me about parks and rec is there's never so much there's never these dramatic moments that are just like oh my gosh it's so dramatic sometimes in the office that it's like so jarring how it goes from hysterical funny to just like too dramatic that i just like eh. whereas the office just is almost always consistently light-hearted now and i'm saying the dramatic you said the office oh sorry yep. sorry the uh, parks and rec yeah i know you're right no you just stick and, with the and office and again the office isn't it's not <laughs> bad i'm saying like why i just like parks and rec better is like i just like that it consistently stays that light-hearted funny just never goes into the so dramatic that it's like hard to watch you know for the drama's sake all right man we've We've kind of laid out. I don't really know that there's much of debate because we clearly... Uh... No, here's the deal. No, here's the deal. Because we have Chris over here, Team Office. We have Alex over yep. here, clearly Parks and Rec. We have Eric. Ooh, I'm teetering on the fence. I don't know where to go. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go. So I want you guys to convince me why which one's better. Why this one is better than the other. I'll give some of my opinions too. Real quick about Ron Swanson. Though. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, you know <laughs> one thing that I thought about real quick? I love so much Ron Swanson always wears um, a black pants and a red shirt the day after having sex. Yeah, for because some reason. He, he, it's like Tiger Woods. When Tiger Woods is going to win a major, he always wears black and red. And so that's what Ron Swanson does. And so you'll just see some episodes him wearing it. It yep. won't address it. He'll just be wearing black and, and red. And you know. Oh, He's, yes. he's done it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's go in to why the office should win. I think that point uh, all of your friends, if if they were jumping off a bridge, would you? I think you should. What? <laughs> yes. I'm just saying that more people like the office than Parks and Rec. That should say something, right? That yeah. says something. Yeah, and guess what? More people parks, voted parks, for Trump. Parks, parks averaged about 5 million views per season, right? Yeah. Whereas The Office averaged about 7.5 million views whoa, per whoa. season. Sometimes bigger is better. That's what she said. Yeah, friends, that was actually good. Friends averaged 25 million views. I don't care. Yeah. I do not and care. And friends can lick my butt. I love friends. I, I, I but that's, say, I hate friends. No, I will say this, though. It is interesting. I think both with Make Parks Make my case and, for me, please. No, no. I think both with Parks and Recreation, and, and one, I'll say this about both of them, Parks and Rec and The Office, it is incredible that they still have lasting power and age so well, where when you do go watch Friends, some of it you're like... Yikes! Ooh, that is not aged super well. No, nope, nope. the homophobia, like a peach in the, the yeah, like a know, peach like, in the sun. Which it's a product of its time. Yep. I, I, I don't, I don't hold it. That's against what I was that. gonna say. But uh, all people had to do back in the day was to watch Friends. Yeah. Now on to my next. The Office has been nominated for how many Emmys? Would you guys seventy nine? Probably forty two. Yeah. Whoa, forty two. Guess how Whoa, many dude. it's taken home? Forty one. Five. Did Steve Carell? Guess how many Parks wait, and wait, Rec has taken did home? Did Steve Carell? Ever guess win? how many Parks and Zero. Rec has taken home? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the only one. Okay. Yeah. Guess what's gonna win best series this? Uh, best I do Emmys. not care. Game of Thrones is gonna win. It there's the no shittiest last season in there's television no, history. There's so. no nothing from Parks and Rec can light a match to Jim and Pam. 
Oh, Nothing yes, can it can. Like what? Okay, first of all. Like what love story? Uh, A, uh, a freaking, um, uh, what's her name? Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Leslie. Leslie and Ben. Leslie and Ben? Their last story is so, oh, so good. Again, God. Jim and Pam, it's so, it kind of gets annoying how they just won't say what they're supposed to do. Why, why, why because it's them? realistic, Alex. No, it's not. No, 26, 27-year-old are just going to be sitting there back and forth for five years when clearly they still have feelings for each other. And Jim just is a dick about it. Jim is a total dick about it to her. Okay, yes, okay, he wait. is. Everyone, he everyone, is such everyone, a dick. Right, who, who, everyone put your rage boners away for a minute. Mine is throbbing. Okay. I know. <laughs> yeah, so, is. See, this is why I'm the voice of reason, okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it down about Jim and Pam right now. All I'm saying is the long history between them had a bigger payoff than Ben and Leslie. Okay, listen. First of all, first of all, first of all, second of all, listen. Jim and Pam, their love story to where they get to being married from the first episode to where they're married, best love story ever, bar none, not debatable. After they're married, after married, they get they don't know what to do with them. They become kind of the annoying married couple. So Which they lose luster. Normal! I know, but I'm saying it does lose some luster with Jim and Pam. All right, back to the rage. Uh, I, but to be honest, though, I think the greatest love story I've ever seen in all of television is from neither of these shows. Just throwing that out there. That's so, not what the debate is. I know, I know. I'm just saying, but... What would it be from? No. Cheers? No. I never actually New watched New Heart? Okay, and if we're really talking about Ron Swanson... Okay, but listen... Jim is a dick. Ron Jim Swanson hates wait, his job. Dick. Okay, listen, listen. But wait, back. Hey, I already ruled. I'm the judge. We're we're done with the Fine. With Jim and being a dick. Fine. And Jim is not a dick. Jim is not a dick. Jim's a dick. No, Jim loves Pam. Pam's in a committed Jim's relationship. A dick about it, but she doesn't know how to end it with with Roy. Just, yeah. No. Sh- okay, we're done. Okay, next point. Go. Ron hates his job. So. I, I know he hates the government. So why does why, so why waste your time watching him? Because he's hysterical he's about it. Character. It's not. It's hysterical no, not. about and how And Michael much he Scott likes. has ten times the better quotes than Ron Swanson. Ooh, I don't even make know friends that's first, true. make sales second, make love third in no particular order. <laughs> Michael Scott. Okay. What episode is that on? I don't remember that episode. Season six. Couldn't tell you. Oh, that's probably the why. Delivery. Guess why? Season, <laughs> the delivery. Here's one reason why The Office is or far away less quality than uh, oh, Parks and Rec. Because Parks and Rec does not waste a single episode where The Office has two and a half to maybe three full three? seasons okay. of garbage episodes that are just not even watchable. I stop. As, not even watchable? No. As soon as, as, soon this as tell Michael you how good Scott, the office is. as soon as Michael leaves... The show takes such a nosedive in okay. quality. Okay. You okay. cannot. You whereas the office, or I mean, excuse me. Whereas uh, Parks and Rec is perfect. Every episode which continues to just be awesome. It ends perfectly. Which shows that doesn't you, waste anything. Which shows you how much better the office is than Parks and Rec because it only takes seven seasons for it to be better. The last three seasons don't really care. Don't no, really care. The office, the and at office, least they address the cameras the office, by the end of season nine. The office is only good until like episode or season five. Parks and Rec is good till season seven when it ends. No, because it's yeah. mediocre until the no, end. No, it's yes, fantastic it's very, the entire way it's through. It's very lukewarm. There's no. no highs and lows. It's a good show. I'll give you that. No. But it, it stays the, a good the show. Office, it's never a the great show. The Office peaks at season uh, season four and then just goes down after oh, that. It peaks. God. Whereas Whereas Parks and Rec never peaks. It just peaks? keeps going. Yeah. How dare you. Okay, no, okay. No. Wait, wait. Okay, I'm making a ruling here. Okay. So... 
office, the highs of the office are much better than the hot. Listen, listen before you before you jizz yourself. The highs of the office are much better than the highs of Parks and Rec. But admittedly, by God and everybody, <laughs> the office takes a sharp nosedive, and you have to. You cannot. You cannot say it doesn't. Uh, after, especially doesn't. Michael leaves, you can't say those last two seasons are great. You cannot say they're great. No one's and saying they're great. I'm not saying the episodes are bad after Michael or and after season five, but there's some kind of like, and like I just watched one with where they think michael's accountant or something is a uh, in the mob and they go and have to investigate him in the mob that's and genius no it's no, kind of dumb it's so dumb but parks and rec on the other hand it is a solid um like let's say it's an it's highs are never as high as the office but it never goes low there's never a dip it is great and it has maybe the best final season of a show and one of the best season fin- or series finales oh yeah ever it does so great on its last season calling back all these characters from the past has a great story and has a great series finale great series finale okay so we'll admit that office at its peak better Parks and Rec, more consistent all the way through. All right, go back to arguing. Okay, the, the complicated... Thing? No, 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 listen. Blah, 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 blah. By the way, we, we've got to wrap this up soon because I only have 45 minutes. To work. I've got to get... we got plenty. Yeah, I've yeah. got to get home, we'll grab get the done, wife, we'll get and get up 15. to Lehigh. So I'm just saying. The complicated friendship and rivalry between Jim and Dwight is unpalpable. It's great. Nothing from Parks and Rec can top the rivalry between Jim Halpert and Dwight Schrute. Nothing can I don't, top that. I don't doubt. I'm not saying it can. That's what makes it better than Parks and Rec. No. Name name a duo in Parks and Rec that can outdo them. Uh, out outdoes them in their relationship? No, but exactly. actually relationships no, no, that I like you. watching I appreciate that. far better. No, yeah. I appreciate that. Here's what I can't stand about The Office. What the hell did they do to Andy? Andy freaking becomes sure they dropped the, ball the on Andy. biggest dick. He becomes a dick to where you're so unlikable you don't even want to watch him. That's what I love. Parks and Rec doesn't have a single character that is is an asshole. Like he's They're all assholes to Terry, Jerry, Gary, and Barry. But they do right? it in a loving, fun way. It's they don't do it in a loving, fun Andy, way. They all don't know his Andy name. from the office? The only, no, Andy from the they office. They spread the hate between Phyllis, Kevin, and Toby. They stay, They hate Jerry Andy, exclusively. Andy from the office is just an asshole. Like, one that you wouldn't even want to be anywhere around. What's fun about watching that? There's no fun about watching that. It is so... It's watching a car No, it's not. There's nothing fun. I don't go to watch The Office because I want to watch real life. I go to watching The Office because I want to be entertained when Andy's just being a dick. If you don't want to watch real life, then why are you critiquing how unrealistic it is? Why why are you... But Andy's such a dick. You're sitting there just going, I came to the show to watch endearing characters that are funny and fun to watch. And he was somebody who was fun to watch and just became the biggest no, asshole. No, he was kind of a Parks dick the whole and Rec through. never has a character like that that is despisable. They're all characters like that's that. That's despisable? Because they hate Terry, Jerry, no Gary, way. Barry, whatever they call no, them. No, that's not an equivalent because they're it not is. doing it out of being assholes. Or at least if they are doing it, they're doing it because, and they make it funny. Whereas with Andy, they do it funny. They make it out of an, he's just the they biggest They don't know prick. the guy's name, the yeah, easiest thing to remember him by? It's just hysterical. It's so funny. Okay, all right. Take a break. But he's Ooh, the everyone, biggest dick. Everyone calm Andy. Down. I can't stand it. Everyone Andy. calm down. I don't have a good argument for this, but let's look at one more thing. Let's look at the characters. Let's put characters versus characters. Let's start at the top. Michael Scott, Leslie Knope. Michael Scott, easy win. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Let's. Who would you put number two? Jim. Is Jim number two in the office? Jim and Ann. Jim. No, because no, no Ron Anne. Swanson is Anne. number two. Yeah. Ron Swanson. Ron easy Swanson. Win. E- way over Jim. Easy yep. win. Easiest Jim, win ever. Jim is a great part of the story. Jim's never hilarious. J- Jim's, Jim's great. Never, Jim's great up until season Jim's four. Never hilarious. Jim is not. useless after season oh, what four he does, and becomes no. a selfish asshole, Jim, just like just like listen, Andy listen, does. Listen. Jim sets up the gags. Jim's the straight man. Jim's the. He's the one who's a dick. No, I'm not saying there's not like you laugh out loud, at, but it's not Jim being funny. It's Dwight's reaction to Jim that's funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And Jim's a dick. Jim's so. not a dick. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Go watch. Go watch. I'll pretty much okay. after season, pretty much season They're three and all on, dicks he's Park such a Rec. dick. They're all dicks to Terry, no. Jerry, Barry, Gary, Surrey. So if you look no. at, but if you look at the cast, let's maybe look at the cast. The cast from The Office, Steve Carell's gone on to do good things. Jim's gone on to do good things. Everyone else, nada. It is you sad. Look at, I you why. look at You that look at Parks point, and Rec. Actually. You look at mm. Parks and Rec. Uh, what's no one's her... gone on to do anything. Uh, no, yeah, Chris Pratt hasn't done anything. He's the only one. No. Uh, what's his face? Ron Swanson. He's still huge. <laughs> Nick Offerman. No, Iker- name one thing that he's Nick done Offerman's to the equivalent of Chris Pratt. Not to the. He's not to that. Equivalent, I know that's an unfair judgment, but I'm saying a lot. No, he Aziz, hasn't done Ansari. Aziz, Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari has been out. accused of a lot of things lately, so no. No, he's accused of no. one thing. One stupid a lot thing of things, that's on the one thing bottom. That nobody actually like on the really bottom feels of that the bad list. Uh, Rashida so. Jones, nothing. Uh, yeah, she's been on her own show. Rob Lowe, nothing. No. Oh, so, please, Chris. You're being ridiculous. They haven't done anything. They've stayed in the starlight far longer than anybody. You know who's on? You far know, longer? You, you want to know the who's name on? name their most recent movie. Guess who's, <laughs> guess who's on the most recent Dancing with the Stars? Freaking Meredith. Yeah, that's that how far. Sense. That's how far that that's makes gone. Sense. Yeah, at least Aziz Ansari has his own TV show. Was nominated for Emmys. Has done really no, well in his hasn't. life. Yeah, huh? Master of None Master was critically none. acclaimed. Critically acclaimed. Did fantastic. Yeah. Until what? No, you can't got... bring up no. this. <laughs> I can and I will. No, that's a, that's okay. a petty okay. argument. Okay. Petty okay. argument. Okay. 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 And right, Jerry everyone. was on an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's both agree. These are both great. Both shows. fantastic. Here's one. I know thing. it is. It is one. Here's a knock. Okay. Here's my knocks. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we all know the highlights. Let's look at the knocks real quick of the Office. A Office. It's not an original. It's a copy from another show. Just listen. It it's is. It's not a copy. Well, it's okay, not a copy, but, but it's it's it, adapted. But I also will. It is adapted. But I also will then knock that against Parks and Rec because then it's just a carbon copy. But it's not. Of it's not a carbon copy. It's different settings. It's true. Uh, it's true. It, but it, okay. it it got its whole start okay. from the office. office so. Went on too long. Yes, it did. And it went downhill. Shit the bed. Is it their fault? Yep. But the point is, it happened. It, you Fuck don't. You're, you're right. never going to remember those last two seasons. That's not what anyone's going to think and of. Not only but do I want to not remember, it's I don't. I want to forget that they ever happened because they're such okay. shit. Parks and Rec, uh, maybe not as great as The Office could be, but solid all the way through. Um, maybe the uh, Parks and Rec not as memorable as some of The Office all the way through. Okay, so what I want to do, we've we're going to render our verdicts here. In just a second, I, Chris, you're going office. I can feel it. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I think I think that's what you're leaning. You're, yes, you would be correct in your thinking. Just like your penis Wait, leans good, to the left, good your penis is now leaning there, Eric, towards the office. the office. Alex, you're leaning 
Pawnee Indian. I think I just hailed Hitler doing that. I don't know why I did that. But but you're leaning towards Parks and Rec. Hands down, will forever be my favorite comedy show. The Office. It has some great. It's great. I love it so much. But it has some flaws. It had some problems. Don't do this. It. Those last two seasons, even when Michael. There's just some things that happen where it's just kind of dumb. Don't do this. The writing starts to break. It's just not as great. Don't. But my heart has to say The Office. Yes! The Office wins! The Office wins! The Office wins! <laughs> you, I like how you, you're so proud of yourself for having this. It's going to make it sound like it's going to be parked. But no! The Office! But why? Office. Tripped it. Yeah. Okay, so if you had asked me a month ago, I've been binge... I, I rewatched Parks and Rec twice in a row. Like, it was my background show, and I just loved it so much. It's like, this is great. It had been a while since I really watched The Office because um, I'd watched it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen every episode probably 10 times, if not more, on certain episodes. But then, since we were going to do this podcast, I was like, let's start The Office over. And I was like, oh, damn it. I love The Office. Like, it just sits in my heart, it's in my little. In my bosom. The office warms my bosom. Nice. It does. Same. And it's so, a big bosom to warm. So. It is. I have a massive chest. <laughs> and so I just, if I, if gun to my head, if I had to choose one, I can't pick against the office. I can't. I thought I could. I thought there for a while I could. Can't. Can't do it. Wow. Office is the winner. Now, again, I think if someone was like, hey guys... See it, skip it. Ooh. Ooh. I think see The Office, skip Parks and Rec. Why are you... I mean, that's I not... That, that's literally <laughs> the, what what we've been discussing the last 30 minutes. I know, and I won. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a shocking revelation. <laughs> Listen. No, it's, it is sad because, like, again, I think after these conversations, it makes it sound like I, I would no. say The Office sucks, right? It's not. It, again, it's like... They're so neck and neck, but I I just think the off I think the uh, <laughs> you almost said it I know I almost said it, but again that just shows how how close they are. But Parks and Rec is still I think far they're and away both just fantastic the show. shows. It's just such a better All show. Right. See, For those of you out there, please let us know what you think. Are you going to choose The Office or do you choose Parks and Rec? We're Did you start know a though? Let us know. It is it is interesting. So The Office accounts for seven percent of all Netflix viewing, mm-hmm. which when you consider the amount of information Netflix or shows users. they have and the amount of users, that's a shocking amount of people watching the office now and it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens when it leaves netflix because like it has made such a cultural impact and like kind of a, a you know comeback with a lot of people viewing it for the first time that when it leaves i'll be interested to see like you know i hope that i'll be curious to see how long it you know stays in people's what do you mindsets. think the office rotten tomato score is 87 um, well is, does it give an overall is it per season it's an overall. Oh, is it an overall? I bet it's like a 85? 89. 89. Pretty good. Guess what Parks and Recs is? 71. 97. 92. Yeah. yeah. So people disagree Yeah. with our verdict. Yeah. Point is, what I was going to try and make my point, but I butchered it. See it and skip it. That's where <laughs> I was going with all this. Yep. See both of them. Yeah. There's no need to fight. There's no need to fight. Watch The Office seasons one through five, then f*** the other two, and then watch There's all of more. all of uh, all Isn't of there? what's that? 
Nothing. Come no, on. Office season one through five is the only good stuff. And then watch all Sick. seven seasons of Parks and Rec because it's all gold. If you want to kill yourself, yeah, definitely watch wow. Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. By the way, Kyle, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Oh, these he are these are some of my no favorite. Editing. These are my favorites. These are good. These yeah, are good. These are good. I like this little. And thing I like we when we get did. spirited about it. I like when we have a little bit of a. No, know, there's mutual respect for both. Maybe they're both fantastic. They both shows. are. Yeah, I think Chris's points were not very valid, but I respect I that you tried to make them. I think you're. I think you had zero points. I think your respects. Your your points are the same that would come from Florida people. Listen so. to next week, part two of The Office. Versus Parks and Rec. There's a part two next week? No, there's not. Oh, this okay. was it. I was going to say, it's going to go on. That, that podcast would be too long, just like The Office was. So, <gasps> Ooh! Need some aloe vera for that burn. Yeah. Take it, bitch. <laughs> Take it all, bitch. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm Chris. And I'm Eric. And I'm Alex. The, oh, you should call me The Decider. No, that's I'm not a decider. cool name at all. Eric The Decider. Yeah. Goodbye.